Hey friends, this is Andy Storch, and I'm excited to announce that we are bringing the Talent Development Think Tank Conference back on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. Yes, you might remember we hosted this conference for the first time in January 2020, and it was a huge hit with everyone telling us it was the best conference they ever attended. And of course, we were looking forward to running it again in 2021 until the pandemic hit. That's when I launched the Talent Development Think Tank membership community, and that's been going strong since May of 2020. But I know how valuable it is to get people together in person, and that's why we are excited to be bringing the conference back again on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. I'm committed to making this a highly engaging and interactive event where you can connect, learn, and grow together with other talent development professionals. This is going to be the best event out there in talent development, and I would love to see you there. If you want to find more information and get your tickets today, the website is tdtt.us conference. That's tdtt.us slash conference. I hope to see you there. Welcome to the Talent Development Hot Seat with your host, Andy Storch. The show is dedicated to helping you develop the most important part of your organization, the people. If you are in HR or talent development, or you just want to learn how to get the best out of your people, then you are in the right place. Each week, Andy shares interviews with talent development professionals, thought leaders, and experts to share best practices, learn about the latest trends, and find out what has been successful in the world of talent development. This podcast is designed to give you what you need to be successful in the world of talent development. Now, here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome to the Talent Development Hot Seat. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I'm excited to bring to you another conversation and episode to help you up your game and improve your skills and abilities in talent development. That's our mission, and that is what we have been all about since I started this podcast back in 2018, and we are still going strong here in 2022, and I think talent development has never been more important than it is today That includes learning and development and career development, which is a really hot topic and one that many of you know I'm very passionate about. I wrote a book and published called Own Your Career, Own Your Life and did a couple episodes on this topic of owning your career recently. But today's episode is not about my philosophy on owning your career and why I think it's so important for people to own their careers. We can talk more about that later. Today's more about taking a holistic approach to career development for your organization and how do you help your people thrive and grow in their careers so that they hang around longer. And rather than just sharing my own philosophy and ideas on this, I thought it'd be great for you to hear from someone who is doing a lot of great things in the corporate space so that you might be inspired to implement some of these things in your own organization. So my guest today is Orieji Iroha Agwu, who is the Director of Career Development Strategy and Programs on the People Team at Red Hat which is an open source software company that provides open source software products to Red Hat, which is an IBM subsidiary software company that provides open source software products to enterprises based out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Orieji, who runs Career Development Strategy, is responsible for defining the strategic direction of careers at Red Hat and leading the implementation of career development solutions for Red Hatters in alignment with organizational priorities. Eroha Agwu has also led the America's Learning Delivery and Global Learning Delivery teams in Red Hat University. And prior to joining Red Hat in 2018, she worked at Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina for 13 years in a variety of roles. And during her time there, she led the implementation of large, complex 
complex enterprise learning and development initiatives. She's also designed, developed, and managed leadership and strategic talent development programs. And in 2015, she received the CEO Award, a recognition of outstanding employees who have significantly contributed to the company's results and embodies Blue Cross's commitment to its culture, values, ethics, and compliance. Now, I connected with Orieji through LinkedIn, I think, and we had some friends in common, and I was just really impressed with all of the things that she and her team had been implementing at Red Hat from an organizational perspective, the philosophy they have on career development and career growth, how they're looking at enabling people to invest in their own careers, enabling managers to support their people, how they're supporting, increasing support for marginalized groups and people from underrepresented groups who may have not gotten as much career support in the past, how they look at things like career coaching, mentoring, creating a diverse workforce, sponsorship programs, external career coaching as well as internal career coaching, training for managers and others. And some of the results they've received from this have been absolutely amazing. And we're going to talk about the mindset that they're looking to implement as well. So if you are involved in any way in career development, looking for ways to improve career development in your organization, then I've got a great episode for you. So without further ado, here is my interview with Orieji Iroha Agwu from Red Hat. I am joined now by Orieji Iroha Agwu, who is the Director of Career Development and Strategy Programs and on the People Team at Red Hat. Orieji, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Andy. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so happy to have you here as well. You know, you and I connected, I think on LinkedIn recently and had a great chat. And I've heard, you know, sort of the grapevine for many years about some of the great things that are happening at Red Hat. And I haven't had the opportunity to to work with Red Hat or, or have a conversation with too many people there. And it sounds like you're really doing some great things in the area, especially of career development. So, you know, that's an area that I'm very passionate about. So I'm excited to dig into that. But I'd love to start with a little bit of your background. You know, how did you get into the talent development space and then and get to what you're doing today? Wow. Yeah. So I always wanted to be the director of Red Hat Career Strategy and Programs at Red Hat. That's Just it. Kidding. That was, that was the original <laughs> vision going back to your childhood. <laughs> Just kidding. I started out on the on the uh, science track. My, my hope was to become a medical practitioner, but I changed career trajectories like several people do. And I found my way in uh, the talent space, starting out with learning and development. So I, but if you look at the people team or talent development as a general practice, my specialty or my niche area was in learning and development. And what got me there, uh, 13 years, I spent 13 years at Blue Cross and Blue Shield. A majority of that time was spent with Blue University, which was the corporate university and the learning and development function. And I, I got into that role, not because I had the experience, but because I was really passionate about helping people be the best that they could be at, at what they did or, or you know, also find their passions. And so it was through just being given opportunity to chase that passion. I, I learned on the job. I, I got certifications and, and you know, got some exposure, but it's been an exciting journey. There are several people team or HR professionals that go to school to do this work, but I was one of the lucky few yeah. that found it as a call-in and was able to work my way into it. 
Right. You sort of came out as a, an outsider, if you will, put that in air quotes, uh, as I was as well, and, and found it as a calling. What was it about, as you started to get into more HR and especially learning and development work, what was it about it that, that got you really excited and, and you know showed you that this is where you needed to be? It was the fact that not, not only is it a fun job, but it's it's work that really solves problems. There, you know, there are two sides to it. It's one, helping individuals, making a difference in people's lives. We spend a majority of our time at work. And so our careers are a big part of our lives. And so anything that we can do to help people be really good at what they do and be successful in their careers, as well as helping the business solve real challenges, develop talent and develop capability that help the helps the business gets to, to its results. So right. it's that element of fun going through the process of, you know, seeing people's light bulb moments and seeing people um, get delighted by living into their passions as well as solving the problems for the business. Yeah, I love that. And it's really like that passion for helping other people and seeing how you can help them advance in their careers. Then you made a move from healthcare to Red Hat and software, which is a pretty big move, a very different industry, right? So I'm curious why you made that move and what is it about the work at the Red Hat that was attractive to you? Gosh, yes. I love uh, Blue Cross and Blue Shield. It was uh, where I would consider myself growing up professionally. Red Hat offered, for one, a global opportunity. So it was um, something I couldn't get at Blue Cross being a local organization. So I was excited about the opportunity to work on, on a global scale I was also excited about what I learned about the open culture. I had never heard of open source and so did a lot of exploration, found out about the book that Jim Whitehurst, the CEO at the time I joined, had written, watched some TED Talks. And this organization that made decisions in a very open way and where every voice really mattered and people felt, you know, great ideas could come from anywhere. I was really intrigued and felt like it was a match for my personal values and 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 I've been very impressed by my experience so far. A lot of cultures are aspirational and we're not perfect by any stretch or means, but it's really exceeded my expectations. So the last three and a half years have been a blast. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, tell me more about this philosophy of open source as it is for the company. And then I remember talking to you before and you you kind of told me that philosophy carries over to how you think about talent development and helping people with their careers. Yeah, so the way that we develop our, our technology solutions is through open source communities. And so these are platforms where developers all around the world and you know people contribute ideas and contribute to the code and the code is open. And I remember joining Red Hat and people, you know, I would ask, so what does, what does Red Hat do? And we say we sell free software. And it's really around the premise that the, the code is open. And so this idea that we could really tap into talents of millions of people across the world to develop solutions that solve real world problems is the same way that we tap into the thousands of minds and perspectives and experiences across Red Hat to solve problems as an organization. And so every voice truly counts. And, and that's that's how we operate as an organization. Yeah, thank you. And it's really interesting that the company takes that open source philosophy and that you, you start to leverage that and it kind of runs throughout the culture. I wonder if you could share more about 
the red hat philosophy on career development in general? And like, how do you help people grow in their careers? So at Red Hat, we believe our people are our best assets. And we demonstrate this by showing them that we care for them, not just as people, as professionals, we care for their careers. And we do this by investing in enabling our associates to drive their own careers. We invest in enabling managers to support career development. And we provide tangible programs, services through our Red Hat Career Center to ensure that Red Hatters are able to take advantage of this and that they feel like they are growing in their careers and that they're thriving here at Red Hat. I'm remembering now our conversation before and how we were so aligned in our philosophy on career development. I just did an episode of this podcast recently talking about my framework for successful career development, successful career growth, which involves three pillars. Number one, the organization providing the tools and pathways right for people to be able to advance in their careers, which you're talking about doing, you know, the tangible programs and solutions. Number two, managers supporting their people, right. And and being able to advance and do the things that they want to do. And number three is employees, of course, taking ownership of their careers, being intentional. You talked about enabling people to be able to invest in their careers. So I'd love to investigate these three areas Starting with the organization, you talked about tangible programs and solutions. Can you share a little bit more about what those look like and what sort of things you do offer to employees? Sure. So I, I want to point out that the, the programs we offer are not just targeted at our existing Red Hatters, but we also have programs. We're also working on programs to ensure that there are career pathways for individuals outside Red Hat, potential Red Hatters to also make hmm. their way you know, into this organization into the tech industry. So we have uh, programs like our intern programs and our early talent. We have graduate rotation programs. We have uh, career develop, uh, career entry programs that we're currently working on, as well as apprenticeship programs. So there are a variety of ways. And we also focus on military talent and, you know, and their spouses as well. For our existing Red Hatters, we want to make sure that we have programs in place like mentoring programs, like sponsorship programs that target individuals who are uh, members of historically marginalized groups and make sure that we can increase diversity at all levels within the organization. We have, we're currently working on a career coaching program to make sure that we can extend career conversations beyond the, the role of a manager to make sure that we have additional support for our associates across the globe. And there are tons of learning opportunities. We have resources and tools. We're also working on expanding our internal gigs programs as well so that Red Hatters have opportunities to learn new skills, to use skills that they may not be able to use in a particular job role, but really feed their souls relative Mm. to their careers. I love that last part because I'm a big fan. I I think I talked about this in my book and I talk about it in companies a lot, the importance of following your curiosity, right? Because people talk about follow your passion and like, I don't know, what what if I don't know what my passion is or my passion is painting and it doesn't doesn't pay the bills, right? What are you curious about? And then is that thing something you could do as a job or you know, as you said, maybe it's more of a project-based role. Maybe you can go investigate it and see if it's something you'd like to work on. If you can take on a project and that goes well, then maybe you find a full-time role that actually takes advantage of those strengths and that that curiosity, that thing that you're trying to find out more about that you want to learn and, and add those skills to your resume. Absolutely. There, there, there is one 
subset, I, you know, we recognize that we have a, a, a very diverse workforce and not just diverse from a primary diversity perspective, but think about diversity of career stages and even diversity of where people are in life and what they need out of their careers. One particular audience that we are also exploring, you know, how do we solve for what that population might need? Not, not thinking everyone in that within that population, but as your individuals who are in the second half of life, if you will. Mm. And some of them might be happy doing what they're doing and they still have so much more to give for the next 50 years or so. There might be others who are thinking about making a career pivot to something else that maybe maybe better fits their lifestyle or better aligns with their values and passions or meets the needs of things that they haven't been able to accomplish up to this point in their life. There might be people who are thinking about, you know, over, you know, in the next 20, 30 years retirement and what maybe ramping down might look like, slowly ramping down, stopping abruptly, shifting to something else. So we're trying to understand the needs of this population and also make sure that one, we are harnessing the expertise, the experience, the knowledge of this group and really mm-hmm. use that to develop our next generation of professionals and leaders. And at the same time that we're here to support whatever their needs are, whatever their unique needs are, as they think about that second half of life. There are so many things I want to ask you right now, based on all the stuff we just talked about, but I want to dig in on that last thing you said about working with employees who are in their second half of life, which is a a great way to put things right. They're further along in their career. They have a lot of experience and expertise. And I've had L&D professionals come to me before with this question, hey, we have a lot of people who are really experts who might be retiring in the next few years. How do we make sure that their expertise passes on to younger, less experienced workers? So what sort of things are you doing to make sure that you're able to pass that knowledge on? Well, one one, um, idea that comes to mind is mentoring. Mm. We would love to utilize and, you know, demonstrate our value for the expertise that they bring to the table, for the experience that they bring to the table, and really help them uh, mentor the the more junior professionals so they can pass that knowledge on. And then also look for different ways or different roles that they can also use their experience in. Some individuals may want to pivot from, I'll use a a sales role as an example. They may want to make a pivot where they're no longer actively chasing numbers, but maybe Mm -hmm. they're more of a consultant. Maybe they're shifting to more of a consultant, but it's finding different ways to leverage to still tap into the wisdom that they bring. Right. Yeah. So I love the idea of the mentoring program. And are there other ways that they can be handing that wisdom down? Is the mentorship program formal? Do you have like a a platform or a database or a website where people can go to and sign up for this? Yes, we do. We have a global program, a global mentoring program that is career focused. We also have uh, several other, we have multiple mentoring programs and some of them are more skills-based. Some of them are specific to a function or a role within the organization. And we have a, a platform that we use to match mentors and mentees based on their areas of interest. I want to go back to something else you said about offering support for those in underrepresented groups, or I think you maybe you've called it marginalized groups. I'm curious what that looks like. You know, we don't have to get into a whole conversation about DEI, but this is really important for career development to make sure that everyone has equal opportunities, right? To develop and grow in their careers. Is it mostly about recruiting or do you have other programs or or things in place to make sure that 
there is more equality in the system. Yeah, so it, it is recruiting. Recruiting is one aspect. That's how we actually grow our diversity. So being very intentional through our, we have our DEI strategic hiring. So we're out there in the, in the you know, getting to the talents in the right places and sourcing the device, that diverse talents. We also have programs like our career reentry, which while they're not limited to women, we do know that that's a population, that's a hidden uh, right. talent pool that we tap into. We have our military hiring efforts. So there are lots of ways from a, lots of different ways that we are trying to increase diversity. Now, when it comes to um, representation across the different levels in the organization, that's where some of our equity and inclusion programs come in. And one example is our sponsorship program. The sponsorship program is designed, uh, is, is based on the premise that sponsorship does happen everywhere. It happens in the organization, but as humans, we have a natural tendency to identify protégés or sponsees who are like us, who look mm -hmm. like us, who work mm -hmm. like us, who have similar life experiences. And the sponsorship program is designed to take what would be an, an organic process or an organic relationship and force people to audit their sponsorship circles, if you will, and be intentional about expanding their own perspectives and providing opportunities, advocating, providing exposure, providing um, experiences for individuals who may be overlooked because they don't have, we don't have as many people who look like them at certain, le uh, certain leadership levels within the organization. For over three years now, the Talent Development Hot Seat Podcast has been proudly sponsored by Advantage Performance Group. Advantage Performance Group provides creative learning and consulting solutions that equip individuals, teams, and organizations to be the best at what they do. Advantage helps leaders lead, sellers sell, and businesses flourish, and you to be more successful at your job. The Advantage website has great free resources, including this podcast and an amazing webinar series that include topics such as innovation, future storming, inclusion, sales, leadership, and so much more. To get access to all of our free resources, as well as overviews of the solutions that Advantage offers, just head on over to AdvantagePerformance.com. That's AdvantagePerformance.com. Right. Yeah. I've been learning more recently about the importance of sponsorship. Mentorship is great and it's important. Sponsorship is really about opening doors for others, right? And yes. coming from, maybe you come from more of a place of uh, traditionally a privilege and helping people who don't have as much representation at the higher levels to not only mentor them, but open doors as well. So it's great that you have that in place and you're encouraging people to do that, which to me, it sounds like is a huge thing to moving forward in not only diversity at higher levels, but inclusion, belonging, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, we, we just completed a, a very significant pilot within a function in our organization, and we're, we're looking to expand this across the globe and across the enterprise. That's great. You mentioned career coaching as well. Is this something that is offered? Do you utilize third parties, vendors, providers, or is this something that's done internally? All, all of the above. Okay. We currently utilize uh, external career coaches for some of our signature programs. The sponsorship program is an example of where, where we utilize external career coaches. In order to scale, we see the managers playing a really critical role. And I, I alluded to this when I talked about the role of managers in supporting career development, but the most critical and important and frequent 
career conversations happen, you know, with the managers. That's one way of assuring that every single Red Hatter has is having frequent and ongoing career conversations. Mm. And then to supplement uh, those conversations and extend the conversations. So we have yet an additional objective party that contributes to your career growth. We're also working on an internal career coaching program and we're tapping into um, volunteers across the organization who have a passion for this work, many of whom are already certified coaches to help support career conversations and help guide our associates. So many different elements there in how you're approaching career coaching. And this is a great transition because the next thing I was going to ask you about is you know, getting to that second pillar of management. How do we support managers in becoming better coaches and enabling talent? So I wonder if you could talk more about how you train, support, develop managers so that they are better coaches and enablers of, of talent. Yeah. So a lot of it happens through learning. We have workshops where they also get to practice this skill in a safe environment. And then we have tools and resources that which they can use back on the job. And then there are also um, prompts that happen throughout the year to continue to encourage uh, managers to have the conversations. You know, we have tools like, you know, questionnaires and forms to help guide that process as they prepare to have those conversations with their associates. Right. Oh, that's excellent. So there are, there are formal training programs and then you have other guidance as they're more, what's the right word, passive or online learning people can go do to, to learn how to have those coaching conversations as well. Right. Awesome. And then I want to get to that third pillar, right? Which is helping people own their careers. I think you said earlier that it was about enabling people to invest in their own careers. Can you talk more about that philosophy and how do you get people to do that? Right. So uh, that's a great question. The first thing is we um, we do have learning, we have workshops, and the one of the important things is is helping associates understand what it means when we say you own your career. The, the associate is in the best position to reflect and identify what their passions are, and you know what their strengths are and what motivates them. Nobody else can answer that question better than they can. Right. They can get support from their managers and from career coaches to tease that information out, but they're in the best position to be able to answer those questions. And part of the enablement is also making sure that they're aware of what programs and services exist, that they understand the strategy of the organization, We also help them um, understand how the strategy translates to opportunities. Hmm. So what does this mean in terms of job roles that may be available, skills I could possibly develop, new ways in which I could work within the organization, and then also help guide them to opportunities for growth, opportunities for development, and even job opportunities that might exist uh, within the organization that align with those things that are important to them. Yeah, that makes sense. A lot of it is about mindset, right? And awareness, helping people really understand that they can take ownership, they can take initiative there, that you know these resources are not only available to you, but we really want you to take advantage of these. How does that fit in? I would imagine you think about 
the type of culture that you're creating, because you can say all day, Hey, we want you to go, you know, invest in your learning or grow in your careers. But if the message from senior leadership is something different, you know, get back to work, then it doesn't always jive, right? People don't always do it. So how do you think about ingraining that in the culture so that people do feel comfortable spending time on learning, taking advantage of these resources, maybe making moves and and finding new opportunities inside the company? Yeah, we just, um, and you may remember, we just had our, our first, our first ever career month. And one of the things that we wanted to accomplish with that was remind people of the fact that the the company is invested in their success and the company is invested and really is encouraging them to, to take ownership and to take action. And during this month, we also had several of our senior leaders, the point you made about, you know, what message does a leadership send versus you know, what we're, what we're encouraging people to do. So it was really important, really critical to have those sponsors reinforce the message that this was really, that this is really important and, and we really value the career experiences that we're creating for our associates. Love it. The whole, like the philosophy the culture. So can you share a couple, maybe an example or two of the results you've seen from this? Like what has this produced for Red Hat? Well, first of all, the engagement was very, very overwhelmingly impressive, given that we had a lot going on uh, during the month. Um, You may remember that we had our Red Hat Summit, Mm. which is our biggest event of the year. So it was a very, it was a pretty busy month. But even with all of that, we still had a lot of engagement. What was most impactful? We're changing lives one one associate at a time. And for me, what was most impactful was hearing um, the person personal stories and the personal anecdotes of individuals saying, you know, I was actually thinking of leaving, but this change, like this re-energized me huh. and I'm, I'm excited to stay here. I know, I now know what it means to own my career and to drive my career. And I'm, I'm, I'm motivated to take action or people who were feeling stuck and went to a session about feeling stuck in your career and came away with some very tangible steps and feeling like they knew exactly what their next action would be. So hearing, um, hearing the feedback, and I know that there's the work that we're doing, we are planting seeds for results that we would see in a long time to come. We think about things like internal mobility, shifting mindsets and a paradigm from up being the only way, you know, moving away from career ladders to career lattices. So there's a lot of results that we see coming down the road and Right this moment, we are we are planting seeds, and we cannot wait to see them germinate and for and into yeah. you know harvest all of the fruit. Is there anything else that we didn't talk about, especially that is helping you move towards more career mobility? Any platforms that you're utilizing, or is this just about people taking advantage of all the resources that are there and managers encouraging it? Well, I, I think we are um, at a pivotal moment in the world, really, mm-hmm. where careers have. Talking about careers seems to be like the conversation of the day. It's it, I talk to my my colleagues in you know all around the world and all in different industries, and the uh, the conversation has really been elevated around careers. And so it, it feels like a great time to be doing, doing this work because leaders are invested in you know retaining their top talents. They're invested in having associates who are not just here but who are motivated to be here and who are thriving and having associates that we can, you know, with diverse skill sets that we can pull on 
to also help solve business needs where they're needed, when they're needed. So it's it's really an exciting time to be in this profession. Yeah. And then anything else you're doing that we didn't talk about to help shift that mindset you mentioned away from career ladders to more of a career lattice? Because this is something that I hear coming up over and over again from other companies that we want people to be thinking about you know, their, their growth differently. It's not about the traditional career ladder. A lot of people don't have a straight way up, but there are many other things they could be doing. And, you know, how do you approach this? Yeah. I think people generally get the concept, Mm -hmm. but putting it in practice can be challenging, especially in uh, an organization this large and with so many different roles. And so this is where technology really comes to play. And we are definitely exploring and making investments in technology that could really help guide and showcase all the career possibilities that are available to an individual based on the skills they have and based on the skills that they're interested in building. So we move away from just having an, an, you know, a narrow, if when you think about up being the only way you have fewer choices and the possibilities become endless once you open up your minds to all the other ways that you can grow in your career. It could be lateral moves. It could be still upward mobility is still an option. It could also be growing in place. So thinking about the idea of enrichment, things like internal gigs come to play, building new skills, gaining new certifications. And sometimes if, if you know, work-life balance or flexibility is really important to you, or you found that you've made a move that doesn't really align with where you want to be, then a realignment is also an option. So it's really shifting mindsets to all the different ways that you can grow your career. I love that. Well, Uriaji, this has been fantastic. So much great knowledge here and so many things for people to take and think about and possibly work on, you know, pick and choose. I'm sure that you didn't do all this in a day, right? It's been building for quite some time and, and always still a work in progress, I know, but I really admire what you've created there. It does seem like everything I've studied that this is like you're moving towards, you know, world-class best practices in terms of giving people the ability to find fulfilling careers, right? And, and be able to change and move around. So I applaud you. I appreciate that. And if anybody wants to reach out to connect with you and maybe talk with you more about this, is, is LinkedIn the best place to go? Like, how should they connect with you? Yes. LinkedIn is the best place to connect with me. And I'm not sure how we share, how, how do you share LinkedIn information? I'm oh, that's sure. all right. You know, people can, they can look at your name. We'll put a link to your LinkedIn profile in the show notes. Aurieji Aroha Agwu, right? It'll look her up and we'll put a link in the show notes. And Reji, I just really appreciate you coming on and we're going to do one more session together, a little bonus Q&A, but this has been really great. I appreciate you sharing everything going on with career development at Red Hat. Thank you so much, Andy. Thanks for having me. All right. That will do it for my interview with Orieji Roja Agwu from Red Hat. I hope you got some value out of that conversation. I know I definitely did. You know, as you know, I'm very big on career development and providing development opportunities for people and really teaching and inspiring people to own their careers. That's the work, the primary work that I'm doing these days is working with organizations to teach people how to own their careers. But really providing great career development opportunities is a holistic process, right? It's not just about people taking responsibility. I think the foundation, I think the most important thing is for people to take full responsibility and to take ownership of their careers. But as I say all the time, people can't do it alone, right? They need help from managers. They need help from their organizations. We want to create more uh, inclusive cultures where people feel like they belong and they have 
equitable opportunities. And it seems like Red Hat is really doing that. That's going to improve culture, improve engagement. And ultimately, I think a lot of the things they're doing and the things that I talk about as well, help people increase their own fulfillment and enjoyment of work, which causes them to to want to stay longer with your organization, right? And provide more value to shareholders, to stakeholders, with employees being one of those most important stakeholders in your organization. And so this is really important work. And we are in such a kind of tumultuous time where people are still moving around and looking at different opportunities. And if they don't feel like they're getting the development that they want and need or even deserve in the organization where they are, they start to look at other places. So I hope you got some great notes from this. Um, I've asked Oriyaji to come join us for a call in the Talent Development Think Tank, which is the community, the online community that I run for corporate talent development professionals. If you have not taken a look at joining that community, I would love for you to take a look. We have calls every Wednesday, and we often bring in guest speakers like Oriyaji to not only talk more about the approach and things that they're doing, but answer questions, right? We want to have a discussion, have a conversation about some of these things. And so I've asked her to come lead a discussion later on. We also do open forum discussions where we pick a topic and have a conversation about that topic and let different people in the community share their perspectives, ask questions, look for help. We have a Slack channel where people share questions, comments, resources on a regular basis. So if you don't have a community that you belong to where you can share these things and learn from others in talent development, I would highly recommend that you come check us out. Our website is tdtt.us, as in Talent Development Think Tank, tdtt.us. If it's something that you're going to be trying to get your organization to pay for, if you go right to the top, there's a tab there called Convince Your Boss or Convince Your Manager. We'll take you to a document that will give you sort of some ammo that you can use to have a conversation with your manager about why you think this would be valuable for you to be a part of and why you think it would be a valuable investment for your organization or for your manager. And even if your organization won't pay for it, I would encourage you to check it out and think about investing in yourself, something that I have done many, many times and continue to do. I've invested thousands of dollars, my own money, into my own learning and development, into joining communities like these and mastermind groups and hiring coaches, and it just continues to pay off. I've made lots of different types of investments over the years, and I've never gotten a better return than I have from investing in myself and investing in my network. It just continues to pay off with amazing, amazing results. And I highly encourage you, I talked about this in my book, highly encourage you to think about investing yourself, whether it's in the talent development think tank community or hiring a coach or, you know, finding a mentor or taking an online course that'll help you get better at the thing that you want to get better at. I just think you you rarely regret those investments that you make and they almost always pay off, especially if they're in alignment with your goals. So if you're ready to join a community where people are supporting each other in talent development, again, come check us out. TDTT.us is the website. And when you join, you can put in the code HOTSEAT to get 10% off. Hey, I want to let you know that our podcast is also sponsored by Advantage Performance Group. Advantage is a professional services firm dedicated to providing a continuous stream of creative learning and consulting solutions to equip individuals, teams, and organizations to do the best at what they do. Advantage just helps organizations develop great people, and they do it through lots of different types of experiential learning programs, both virtual and in-person. You can learn more about all of their solutions on their website, advantageperformance.com. I used to be a partner with Advantage Performance Group, and they have sponsored this podcast from the very beginning. I am familiar with a lot of the programs they have there, including Multipliers from Liz Weissman, Influence Inside from Kelly Dujois. 
and the inclusive leader from Brent Snow, all of whom have been on this podcast. Uh, and you can find information by going to advantageperformance.com and just click on solutions and check out what they have to offer. Reach out to me, reach out to anybody there, and you can find out more. All right, that will do it for today's episode. I hope you really enjoyed that conversation. Stay tuned because our next one will be my bonus Q&A with Orieji Iroha Agu. Thanks again for listening to the Talent Development Hot Seat. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review on iTunes to help other people find the show. And as always, you can find all of our episodes and tons of free resources on our website, talentdevelopmenthotseat.com. Thank you again. Take care.